Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. We are back for more talk about all things European football. This week, it's just the three of us as me, Naeem and Ryan go through the league roundups. How are you, boys? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, all good here. All good here. Good to hear, good to hear. So one person you may not, you may realise isn't here, is Alex. Uh, he is um, currently tied up with other commitments, but I will now play you his review of League Earn. So, at Ligue 1 in the weekend, PSG started uh, the match days off with a 2-1 win over Onger. Uh It was arguable if they actually deserved it, really, once again. Not really threading their play together well, it, uh, it must be said. But there were some interesting moments. Messi was out for the game, uh, so PSG had to play Icardi, who has obviously uh, <laughs> had a bit of a rough ride. Over the past few days, I'd give an explanation, but it's 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 a bit hard to really understand what goes on in that Argentinian's mind. From what we can decipher, uh, his wife appeared to have briefly left him after he was reported of cheating. Um, then he threatened to leave PSG if his wife Wandanara didn't come back. It doesn't really make any sense, I would say, and he didn't really play well. Um, for PSG, he linked up a bit of play, but Mbappe uh, had to score a penalty to uh, get his side through. He did make a good assist for Danilo Pereira, uh, the first goal. Uh, but we should move on to the other games of the weekend, where Lille uh, lost 1-0 away for, to Clement Foot. Um, but the, the game I was really interested in, Lyon beat Monaco 2-0. That was very fun. Uh, Leon played to get played some very nice football and put Monaco back under pressure now. Leon they had a bit of a rough start as we covered on this podcast, but they're slowly climbing back. They're they're currently sixth in the league. Uh, they're only two points behind second place Lyon, so they're looking like they're going to burst into that um, the top three, top four. Whereas Monaco they are they're cu- currently tenth. They've lost four games from ten. Uh, really not what I predicted. I thought they'd have a really strong season, to be totally honest with you. Um, then we go on to Sunday. Toir got a shock win over Nice in the morning. Uh, Kamal Sulamana had a sensational, sensational game against Mets at a 3-0 victory. I implore all of you to go and look at his goal. Uh, it was definitely the goal of the weekend, which I know we, we talk about quite a bit. It's like he, he duped two people with, as if he was playing on fast forward before poking the ball at like such a high speed into the underside of the bar. It was a bit like Odson Edwards' goal um, against Arsenal on Monday, but just so much classier, and you could tell he meant it as well. That was the thing. Edwards maybe was a bit more of a fluke. This was uh, it was delightful, and really the last game of note uh, to talk about. Uh, is Marseille beating Lorient 4-1. Guendouzi got two goals that game. I think one of them might have been classed unknown goal, to be fair. But Marseille, they went one down, but they really burst back into this game. They are currently third in the league. They are romping in form once more. Uh, and to give a bit of outtake on that league as well, PSG lead with 27 points. Lorient second, Marseille third, Nice fourth. Uh, Saint-Étienne are still without a win in 10 games now, which is appalling. Absolutely appalling. They're on four, um, four points. And it looks like Claude Puel might finally be sacked. They lost 5-1 at the weekend. Uh, yeah, I'll say my player of the match as well. Uh, player of the weekend, sorry. 
bit tough, really, but I think I'm going to go with Guendouzi. They get a very good game for Marseille, and he's been playing very well over there. It's a shame we won't be going back to Arsenal. Uh, yeah. And that was Alex's review of Ligan. Uh, so thank you, Alex, for um, contributing there. Um, so, yeah, as that his review may have alluded, we are going to review just the regular uh, weekend's action just gone. So, first league I'm going to go to is in Italy. So, Ryan, what has been happening in the world of Italian football this week? Uh, once again, quite a lot. Um, there were no games on the Friday this week, but... On the Saturday, we kicked off with the battle of the two teams that came up. Well, three of them came up, but you know what I mean. Uh, Spezia, who beat Salernitana 2-1. Uh, quite an entertaining game for two teams of their sort of standards. In the following game, one of the games of the weekend, really, Lazio beating Inter in a sort of a surprise result. 3-1 uh, Inter, who took an early lead through Ivan Perisic. But Lazio came back into the game with a Chiro Mobley penalty. Felipe Anderson, formerly of West Ham, took them into the lead with Sergei Milinkovic Savic scoring a third just in the 91st minute. But there was quite an interesting photo on uh, social media of uh, Luis Felipe, who sort of jumped on the back of um, one of the Inter players, uh, Joaquin Carrera, obviously former Lazio player. He earned himself a straight red card for that, so not sure if it was worth it or not, really. But um, moving on to the final game of the Saturday, saw AC Milan come back from 2-0 down to win 3-2 to continue their impressive start to the season. Olivier Giroud, one of the goal scorers in that game. Moving on to the Sunday, uh, Cagliari beat Sampdoria 3-1 at home. Atalanta beat Empoli 4-1 away. Genoa and Sassuolo uh, carried out a 2-2 draw. Udinese and Bologna drew 1-0. Napoli continued their straight wins with a 1-0 win over Torino. Again, I did watch. Shout out to Victor Osimhen, who was very, very good in that game. You know, drove the ball forward at every opportunity. Caused Torino nothing but problems in a game which... His fellow attackers were a bit sort of lacklustre, especially Lorenzo Insigne, who missed an early penalty. Um, and then the game, well, what was billed as the game of the weekend, wasn't really that entertaining, but it had its moments in Juve and Roma. Juve coming out on top just narrowly with a one-goal uh, lead through Moise Ken. Uh, Roma did miss a penalty through Jordan Veritu, um, but... In terms of the Saturday and Sunday's fixtures, that was that, really. Uh, there was one game on the Monday night, which was Venetia, who surprisingly beat Fiorentina, who themselves have had a good start to the season, uh, by one goal to nil at uh, the nickname Penzo Stadium, somewhere we'll, we'll be visiting um, very soon. Very interesting stadium, to say the least. Um, but yeah, in terms of the weekend's action, that was that was really it. Fantastic. And just going, continuing with the Serie A sort of chat, well, Serie A in Europe chat, um, obviously as Liverpool fan, I've been keeping a close eye on our group, 
And AC Milan currently have zero points from three games in the Champions League. And this is a team that everyone thought would be a dark horse for the group, uh, that everyone thought would, would do a lot better than they have so far. Um, albeit they are in a very hard group that features Liverpool, Atletico Madrid and Porto. Um, what do you think has gone wrong for them in Europe? Do you think it's down to just the group they're in or do you think there's been more problems going on in, for AC Milan in Europe this season? I think it's a bit of both. You know, it was a it was a hard group. Obviously, they got drawn in, but every team in that group, you know, can say the same thing, really. So they haven't got that excuse. Um, I think, you know, they've had some injury problems as well going into the Champions League games, players missing through COVID um, and other injuries and whatnot. So, you know, they haven't had that full strength team out, I don't think, for any of the three um, Champions League games. I think, I think they were a little bit unlucky last night against Porto. I don't think they were overly bad, but you know when when you look at um, again, you know I've got if I get that line up here now, you know they've got uh, Giroud up front. They've got uh, Krunic in that sort of number ten slot. Um, you know they're missing uh, Theo Hernandez at the back. They haven't got the first uh, choice goalkeeper and Mike Magnan in goal. So, you know, they are missing players, but I don't think it's down to them as a team because, as I say, they're, they're top, or they're, they're second in Serie A, only behind Napoli, who have won all eight games. So, mm-hmm. I think, I still think that they have got a small chance um, of potentially qualifying from the group, depending on how the fixtures go. Because, again, looking at the the table, Atletico and Porto only have four points. So if Milan can beat Porto in the reverse leg and then take points off Atletico, maybe they could obviously sneak for in second or at the very least um, drop down into the Europa League. Fantastic, fantastic. I mean, look, we currently are recording this podcast on a Wednesday evening. So we are going to keep you doing the podcast updated of the current scores as they come in. In the earlier games, Barcelona beat Dinamo Kiev 1-0 thanks to a 36-minute goal from Gerard Piquet, whereas the other early game saw Red Bull Salzburg beat Wolfsburg 3-1. Currently in the games on the right now, it's only been a quarter of an hour played in all of them. Benfica and Bayern drawing 0-0. Chelsea leading 1-0 against Malmo thanks to a goal from Andreas Christensen. 0-0 in the Lille-Severe game and 0-0 in the Man U-Atalanta game and the Zenit-Juventus game. But Villarreal are winning 1-0 against Young Boys, thanks to Jeremy Pino. Now, I've mentioned Villarreal, and I've mentioned Sevilla, and I've mentioned Barcelona. So, Naeem, what's been happening in in, Liga, Liga, in La Liga this week? <laughs> in Liga? That's the French <laughs> league, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so, same with Serie A. There weren't no games on um, Friday, because obviously players were coming back from the international break. Um, so, there was two postponed games this weekend which were Granada against Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid versus Atleti Club. So on a Saturday, we saw Levante, they drew one, sorry, they drew 0-0 at home to Getafe. Uh, Real Sociedad got a 1-0 win at home against Mallorca after going down to 10 men in stoppage time of the first half when uh, Munoz got his second yellow. Youngster um, Julen Lobetti scored the winning goal in the 89th minute after coming on as a substitute in the second half. Raya Vallecano, uh, they came back from a goal behind to beat Elche 2-1. That was thanks to goals from Mario Hernandez and Randy Nateca. Sevilla, they won 1-0 away from home against Celta Vigo, with the only goal of the, the game coming from Rafa Mir. 
Villarreal, they lost at home 2-1 to Osasuna. Lucas Toro and Chimi Avia got the goals for the away side and Gerard Moreno getting Villarreal's. And Barcelona, they came back from 1-0 down to beat Valencia 3-1. Jose Luis Gaia opened up the scoring in the fifth minute with probably one of the goals of the weekend, really. He's about 35 yards out on the half-volley, just whacked it in with his left foot. But... Then Antu Fati, about seven minutes later, he equalised um, with, with a good shot. Uh, Memphis Depay, he laid it off for him and then he literally just hit it first time in the top right side of the goal. And then in the second half, Coutinho, um, he scored his first goal in over 10 months for Barcelona to make it 3-1 late on. And also Sergio Guerrero, he came on to make his first appearance for Barcelona after his move from Man City in the summer. He's um, been currently out injured, so yeah, he's... Good to see him back on the bench for them. Uh, Deportivo, they lost at home thanks to 89th minute winner from substitute Borja Iglesias. Espanyol won 2-0 at home against Cadiz with goals coming from Raul de Thomas at the end of the first half, then Nicolas Melamed in the 65th minute. So in terms of the table, um, obviously a couple of teams have a game in hand. Um, from obviously this weekend and a lot, um, sorry, from Friday and the previous international break. So out of the top four is Real Sociedad, the top with 20 points, uh, playing a game more than Real Madrid in second place with 17. Sevilla also has 17 points, as so are Atletico Madrid and Osasuna. And then making up the last um, European spot is Rayo Vallecano, who, who've yeah, they're still. They're, although they've lost three times this season, yeah, they've got five wins and one draw. So they've done pretty well so far after coming up this season. Um, so hopefully they can continue that on, and you know maybe they could get a top top ten finish, maybe. Um, but yeah, down at the bottom of the table we have Getafe with two points. They still haven't won a game yet, um, losing seven and drawing two. Al Deportivo. They're second from bottom with three points. They have won a game, but they've lost seven as well. And then occupying the last relegation spot is Levante, who also haven't won, but have drawn five times and lost four. Sorry, drawn five times and lost four four times in the league. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much a little quick roundup of what's happened this weekend. There's only eight games this weekend, obviously, because of the postponed games. But um, Moving forward to this weekend, obviously the game of the weekend will be on Sunday is as we got El Clasico. So that's at the Camp Nou. So that if Barcelona win that game, they can go above Real Madrid in the table. And also another game to look out for is Atletico Madrid at home to Real Sociedad, who obviously currently top. Uh, Atletico Madrid are fourth, um, three points behind them. So yeah, those are probably two games to look out for. Um, in terms of a good game. So, yeah, that's all that's going on this weekend. Breaking news, breaking news. Oh, God. Atalanta have taken a lead at Old Trafford. Knew I should have put money on them. Knew I should have put money on them. And Villarreal have scored again through Gerald Moreno. And now, you mentioned Tetico Madrid. This is a nice segue to get from the Liga, La Liga to Premier League. But Liverpool beat Atletico Madrid last night 3-2 um, with um, two goals from Mo Salah, as well as a goal, from, a brilliant goal from Naby Keita, as well as two goals from Antoine Griezmann. But the big talking points were the refereeing in the second half, as An- Antoine Griezmann got a red card for a, um, ta- a, ta- a boot in the face, albeit not intentionally, on Roberto Firmino. 
Um, and then there was a penalty given to Liverpool, which Salah converted, and then a penalty which was given to Atletico Madrid that was ruled out, overturned, I should say, by VAR. Uh, before we do talk about the Premier League, what were your boy? I don't know whether you boys watched the game last night. What were your views on the officiating in terms of the red card as well as those two penalties in the second half? Um, well, with the red card, you can obviously understand why I gave it. You know, it's a high boot. It could be a dangerous challenge. But um, the penalty that, that got ruled off right at the end, um, I think it was because he was offside, wasn't he, when um, the ball came came in originally, wasn't it? Or I'm not sure. I mean, I was watching it in a pub with um, sort of no sound on, so I it was sort of hard to know what was going on. I mean, what I could see in terms of the, the foul itself for me, I thought it was no different to the one that was given uh, in our favour, which Salah converted. I think that we were lacking. I think we were lacking in that sense. I think Atletico Madrid were harshly done by um, in that sense, but maybe there was an offside call I, I'd missed because I was watching it in a pub. But um, but yeah. But yeah, it was a bit, um, also obviously on that game, um, Simeone, because obviously he literally just ran down the touchline as soon as a full-time whistle was on. Although obviously, yeah, the referee decision didn't go in their favour and whatnot. Like, you still just, you still be respectful and shake down the manager's hand. Like, it's not, it wasn't Liverpool's fault um, because of the referee referees officiating. Like, if you want to be that mad at anyone, obviously you've got to take it over the referee. So I thought that was a bit unsportsmanship, like, um, him just kind of just running down the tunnel and it's like pissing off sort of thing, really. Yeah, I mean, I think here, Crouch's, Peter Crouch has actually overturned the decision. Says for the referee to overturn this is a brave decision. Peter Crouch praises match official in reversing controversial call to award a Atletico Madrid a late penalty against Liverpool. Now, I'm looking for the reason why he's done this. Um, I think he definitely dived, but it was slightly clumsy. When he gives the penalty, I thought he's not going to return it. Had it been the other way around, if he hadn't given the penalty, then he sticks with that decision. Um, it looks even more clumsy to give the penalty as he stumbles over him. Could have gone either way. The referee to overturn it is a brave decision. Fair play. I mean, I thought it was a penalty. So, um, But we do digress. We go on to the Premier League. So the Premier League started on Saturday lunchtime with Liverpool beating Watford 5-0, a game I actually watched with Naeem in Tottenham. As we met Ledley King um, in a event, NFL event at the Spurs Stadium. But in this game, uh, both of Mino got a hat trick, albeit an easy hat trick, but he was in the right positions, as well as a goal for Mane and a goal for Mo Salah, which was arguably better than his goal against Matati in our last game. Uh, in other games as well, Wolves had a late fight back to beat Villa 3 2 at Villa Park. Uh, Connor Cody, um, Sice, and Neves got the Wolves goals with John McGinn and Danny Ings getting the goals for Aston Villa. Now, Leicester caught a shock with a 4-2 home win over Manchester United. Uh, Rashford, uh, Mason Greenwood opened the scoring with a wonderful goal before an equally wonderful goal from Tielmans, before goals from Sionku and Vardy. He uh, decided of a, of a Marcus Rashford equaliser with Patson Dacca getting the winner, getting, getting the fourth goal in a 4-2 win. Uh, Man City won 2-0 against Burnley with goals from Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, Norwich and Brighton played out a 0-0 draw um, and Southampton beat Leeds 1-0 thanks to a goal from Broger. In the late game, uh, Edouard Mendy, the goalkeeper for Chelsea, was the star of the show as uh, they won 1-0 against Brentford in Brentford with a goal from Ben Chilwell. Uh, Benjamin Mendy um, pulled off a number of marvellous saves in what we saw of this game. A Sunday... So West Ham United beat Everton 1-0 at Goodison Park thanks to a goal from Angelo Ogbonna before Spurs ruined Newcastle's 
first game back at St James's Park after the new ownership uh, in a game that was really overshadowed, sadly, by a incident involving a fan in the crowd. But this game did feature an early goal for Callum Wilson, which was two minutes into the game before um, Ndombele, Youngman Son and Harry Kane got the goals for Tottenham with a late goal, um, own goal, I should say, from Eric Dyer and a red card from John Drew Shelby. Meanwhile, in the Monday game, Arsenal had to leave it late to draw with Palace 2 2 at home. Uh, they took the lead through Pierre Amic Bamiang before goals from Edouard and Benteke gave Palace the lead before Lacazette scored a injury time equaliser to um, stop Patrick Vieira getting a win on his first game back at the um, at the Emirates. Now, looking at the table for the Premier League, it's tight at the top. Chelsea currently lead with 19, with Liverpool second with 18. Man City in third with 17, with Brighton still in the top four with 15 points, with Spurs and Man U just edging behind them, along with West Ham and Everton. In the bottom, Norwich have finally got some points, but they're still waiting for their first win of the season. They currently have two points of bottom place. Uh, Newcastle are currently 19th with three points, as are Burnley in 18th. Uh, 17th place is Leeds with six points, whereas Watford and Southampton are just uh, teetering over above the, above the relegation zone with seven points each. Now, in terms of the weekend to come, there are some massive, massive games on the weekend. Two, which we are going to. Well, one, we are going to, as the three of us are heading to Arsenal and the Emirates Stadium as the Gunners face Aston Villa in a late Friday game. I will be going on my own to watch Chelsea against Norwich at Stamford Bridge in the early game at half 12 on Saturday. Other games on the weekend, Palace host Newcastle, Everton host Watford, Leeds host Wolves, Southampton host Burnley, and Brighton host Man City in the late kickoff. And then on Sunday, Brentford against Leicester. And then two massive derbies, uh, one being West Ham against Spurs at two o'clock. Uh, and then the biggest game in the world of football, especially in England, as Man U host Liverpool or Old Trafford at half four in the afternoon. Now that is my Premier League review. Uh, one thing I wanted to get from you guys before we do finish this podcast, I am not a fan of giving out awards way into a season it's the same in the NFL same in the Premier League but who would you say I mean for me I think the obvious choice for me in terms of who you think has been the best player so far this season I'd say probably Mo Salah is there anyone else that you boys can think of that would compete with Salah for the early early odds of player of the year um yeah I'd probably have to say Salah but um Bernardo Silva he's been doing all right so far yeah um well, yeah, I can't really think of anyone else, really. No one else has really stood out. Apart from, I know, obviously, Salah's got the goals and that, but his, the performances he's um, having this season are unreal. Like, you know, obviously, people always thought he'd be a flop after his first season, but, you know, he's, uh, he's his goal-scoring record for you guys is just, it's just crazy. Mm. Like, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And, and this season, yeah, I don't know what it is, but he just looks... I don't know he just looks like that bit better than he was like from last season. So it's, it's credit to him and credit to obviously Klopp as well because you know he's had him for a couple of years now and to to stay at that sort of level, you know, um, it's, it's it's always good. But it, it's got to be Salah so far. Um, and if he can keep it up, then yeah, he'll easily win the Golden Boot and then probably play the season as well. Yeah, I mean, so far he's got seven goals in the first eight games. Um, in all the seasons so far, he had 22 goals last year. And then looking at every year going back, he had 19 year before that, 22 the year before that, and then 32 the year before that. So I think he definitely is currently the favourite. But I think the way he's been in the last few games, I think if he carries on, Phil Foden has to be a shout. He's been excellent since he's come into the side. Um, but there hasn't been a lot, I'd say, a lot of 
obvious choices yeah. in this. Um, looking at the sort of overall thing, I mean, there's not, I mean, Cantonio has been excellent, Vardy's been good, Son, uh, Ben Rama, but I think no one really has been anywhere near Salah. But what do you think, Ryan, as well? Do you think Salah is the clear favourite at the moment, or do you think there's anyone that could, could really realistically challenge him for the award? So is this for the best, for the, just for the Premier League, yeah? Yeah, the, the PFA Player of the Year, yeah, just in terms of the award comes every May. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be very surprised even now if it didn't go to him. He is by far the best player in the Premier League right now. Uh, probably has been, actually, for the last two or three years. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, think... I think the Bruins one probably has been the other yeah, outstanding I'd, player. I, he, he's been outstanding, but for, but for me, I've, uh, I think Salah's been better. Just my view. But I think if you look at a, a larger scale as well, um, I'd, I'd say Salah is one of two best players in the world right now, um, along with Erlen Haaland. I think that's gone well under the radar when you look at his stats. I yeah, think yeah. You know, you look at his, someone tweeted his stats the other day. I think he's got like 45 goals and 45 appearances for Dortmund. Wow. Well, that, that is just... I mean, we're actually going to be watching Dortmund, me and you, Ryan, aren't we? Uh, mm. Last weekend of October. I mean... Um, also, we'll be getting a Haaland jersey when we're out there, provided it's not 120 euros or something crazy like that. But <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Haaland play live. I mean, he's probably my favourite non-noble player to watch at the moment. He's just someone exceptional. I think him and Mbappe and Salah are probably the three outstanding attacking players. And Messi, of course, is still there as well. But I think since we're young, exciting talent, I think I mean, Haaland and Mbappe are just head and even, shoulders above everyone else. Even this season, he's got he's got 13 goals and 10 appearances so far. Jeez. You know, nine of which wow. come in the Bundesliga. So that's just shows you like the level of form he's currently playing at. So yeah, for me, them to uh, uh, probably by some distance as well because Messi hasn't been, you know, great this season. Neither has Ronaldo. I think we're seeing signs of both of them slowing down. Um, and there's, you can't really say there's been much from anyone else. But obviously, the season's still young, so. Um, it's only, only really probably Salah, Benzema, maybe Lewandowski as well. Yeah, I think Benzema's been, last year especially, was, was just excellent. But you know why I think Haaland's so good as well? Slightly of a slightly informal comment, but he actually makes you want to have a top knot. I mean, I, I'm totally, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of, the, of the top of the haircut, but he makes it look cool. And I think that, that's a credit to him, how he plays. But breaking news, we go back to the score updates. It's 2-0 Atlanta. Uh, oh my god Mary Demiral has got the goal and also that is Chelsea has gone to up with a goal uh, I can't actually say he's not loading up the screen I do need to uh, I, have to I do have to quickly correct you Andy because it's Atalanta what Atlanta. did I say you said you said Atlanta we're not in America oh god, <laughs> god oh it's Jorginho's got the goal so one of it's a penalty as well so no doubt he's done his um, stuttery skippy stippy yeah. step penalty but that does conclude our podcast for this week um, so we, we're back next week for more European chat um, and a post-mortem of Arsenal's um, expected loss is going to happen on Friday night when we go and watch them lose to Aston Villa 3-0 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah I, th- this has been the Euro Trips podcast thank you for listening once again I have been your host, Andy. This has been Ryan. This has been Naeem. Thank you. See you later, guys.